When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. We teed off like 8.50, 8.45, somewhere in there. Where'd y'all play at? Laurel Island? Yeah, at Laurel. Oh, like Laurel. So, well, we went to the base course first, and then they had some sort of tournament going on. But we went to Laurel, oh. got nine in. But it was hotter than my phone told me it was going to be. <laughs> and I got back, and I was like, man, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. And the next day, the grass is already. I just need to suck it up and do it. And I guess it was too much because I, I couldn't move all afternoon. Like, I'm sitting there dozing off on the couch. It's <laughs> pathetic. We just got our ass totally kicked. <laughs> totally did. Speaking of getting our ass totally kicked, let's talk ACC win totals. We are back again. Season previews continue here on the South End Zone podcast brought to you by Belly Up Sports. I'm your host tonight, Eric Mulher, and I am, I, I promise you, this is actually Jason, may not sound like him, but <laughs> my my partner in crime, Jason Bailey, I, I know you're a little under the weather, but other than that, how you doing? Oh man, it's it's all right. I'm okay. I'm uh I feel a lot better than I did uh, the last couple of days. Had the flu, so we're going to get through it, man. We're going to be okay. Yeah. Well, we were not okay last year in the ACC. It was a it was probably our worst conference overall as a group. Uh I went 7 and 8, you went 5 and 10. There's a lot of close <laughs> ones and then there's some teams that sort of came out of nowhere like, you know, Duke for instance was one. You know, Georgia Tech ended up going over pretty comfortably, you know, and so on. Uh, it happens, but we've got to improve. We've got to get better. So well, we can no, only go up from here. Well, you'd like to think so. So <laughs> uh, no real breaking news to report um, other than just the general stuff, SEC media days. Yeah, okay, fine. You, people can, can hear or read about that literally anywhere. I don't know that I have any real original thoughts. So we'll just get right into the win totals. And I'm going like to come it. at you with your first team. They played in the title game last year. They were they were a lot of fun to watch. I'm curious to see how good you think they are because I haven't completely made up my mind yet. But the North Carolina Tar Heels, led by Mac Brown, are getting eight and a half. Well, <laughs> I'll say this: I think there's a lot to like about North Carolina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, aside from the fact that their defense is hot trash and they give up 30 points a game, which you can probably expect more of that. You know, a similar number. I don't know that it's going to be a ton better. But the things that I like about them, like positive check marks for me, the first would be 17 starters coming back. That's positive check mark number one. You know, from a team who at one point was 9-1 and one last year before a late season collapse. So you got a Heisman Trophy candidate at quarterback, legit top five NFL draft pick level talent type dude. Okay, their running back room is all back. Like their entire running back room is back. So that's good. They need to get better than they were last year, 154 game versus, you know, where they were at like 220 the year before. So that's got to get better. 
But to do that, their offensive line has got to improve, and I think it will. They got four starters back. They got a new offensive line coach. Came from uh, where did he come from? I think it was North Texas. He where he came from, maybe come from a big rushing attack down there. So I think uh, all that stuff combined, I think the offense gets back to something like forty points a game instead of thirty-five or you know thirty-four. So I like that side of it. Defensively, again, I don't expect them to stop many people. Let I me mean, just brass tacks. They're not going to be very good. I think they'll be a little better than they were, but that's not saying much. You know, they were absolutely abysmal last year on defense. They had 17 total sacks. If they can improve the pass rush a little bit and get back to where they were a couple of years ago, where they were putting up 29, 30 sacks a year, that's, you know, somewhat improvement, but I don't have a ton of faith that that's going to happen. But ultimately for me, the schedule gets me to the over. And they have basically two two games on their schedule to me that make this a question mark. And that's the first game of the year in South Carolina and the Duke game, which is their homecoming game. If you chalk those both up at wins, I have them winning like nine or ten games. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't really see many roadblocks on their schedule, man. Like at Pittsburgh, I penciled them in for a loss. Clemson, I penciled them in for a loss. And then South Carolina and Duke, I have his question marks. And then I've got them winning pretty much every other game except maybe NC State. So mm. that's that also kind of a toss-up. But I'm, I'm going to take the over. Okay. Well, I, I am too. The schedule made me think about it because at first glance, you're like, boy, they, they get right they get right into it like out of the gate. <laughs> yeah. South Carolina, App State, um, that game was – that was a hell of a game last year at Minnesota and then go to Pitt uh, for the first month. That's not right. There's no uh, FCS warm up or group of five bottom feeder there that they, uh, then they get five games. They, they should win that they'll be favored in all five of them. And then they close out with Duke Clemson and NC state. Can they get two of those? I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, maybe. And even if they don't like, I don't, I still think they can get to nine wins. I think I think May is good enough. They're I don't know that they're great at running back, but they're deep. I mean, they'll split between three guys. Same thing with receiver. They they lost downs, so they lost that real like top end guy. But they they brought mm-hmm. back a bunch of other dudes who who contributed to to varying levels. They got uh, four guys back who had at least three hundred yards last year. So so guys who yeah. have been out there before and know you know understand what's going on. They're not going to get you know, deer in the headlights. Um, oh, yeah. And I mean, uh, Josh Downs was a freak of nature, but when you've got Drake May thrown to you, kind of yeah, helps. He's going to make a lot of other guys maybe look better than they are. But um, the schedule made me think about it because at first glance, I was like, well, there's there's not as many like automatic gimmies. That, like there's some decent teams on there. Um, and then the problem with those decent teams is I don't think they can score with them. Like, well, like they can't. Like Minnesota. Minnesota's a prime example. Minnesota's not a terrible football team, but their offense is not going to score 50 points on someone. It's just not. Their defense is probably good enough to hold NC State to something like, or North Carolina to, you know, something like 27 or 30, but I don't know that they can score 27. Even on North Carolina. So even though I don't expect the defense to be very good, yeah, they should win that. It's a home game. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll take them to nine. I'll, I'll believe that. A team that I crowned her ass. Let's crown somebody. Let's crown a team that has come into the last two years with a top 20 preseason ranking and finished within a game of 500. Uh, We just talked about a team that we believe in. And I want to talk about a team that I, I don't know about you, but I personally do not 
uh, until I see it first. And that is the Hurricanes of Miami, who are getting seven and a half. Did either one of us take the over on this team last year? Uh, neither one of us did. No, we were both. We both took under eight and a half. We were not buying. Yes. They are who we thought they were. That's what I'm talking about. So, uh, yeah, Miami, dude, <laughs> this boils down to a couple of things. I'm going to go out of order. and I'm going to talk about the schedule first. Okay. Yes, we know they have Texas A&M at home in week two, but they have a six-week stretch on the back end of their schedule that includes at UNC, Clemson at home, Virginia at home, at North Carolina State, at Florida State, Louisville at home. That is fucking brutal if you're Miami. That gives me a ton of pause. So what's their total again? Seven and a half? Seven and a half, yeah. Okay. We know Tyler Van Dyke. (laughs) <laughs> is we don't know that's my talent. thing with him we don't know well i think i think the offense will be better man i think josh gaddis is just bleh at offense like that dude everywhere he goes it's like offensive woes you know he he made a lateral move from bama to michigan as a wide receivers coach because they were basically just like we don't want you anymore go find another job and so goes to michigan ends up getting promoted to offensive coordinator and then takes another lateral move to Miami. So all these lateral moves to me, nobody's talking about this guy for a head coaching job. And then he gets shit canned as the offensive coordinator after this season at Miami or last season at Miami because they were so fucking terrible. A season in which they scored 23 points a game and he made Tyler Van Dyke go from looking like a Heisman candidate to average Joe who can't stand he didn't. Healthy. He didn't look that good. He didn't look good enough to be an average show. I mean, he was hurt. I get it. Yes. Um, yeah. And there were, there were times he probably should not have been out there, but even before that, uh, unless he was hurt from the get go, no one knew he just did not look like the same player. No doubt. And so ultimately for me, man, I'm not going to take a ton of time up on Miami because I don't think they're worth my time. Frankly, I'm going to go under and say they go seven and five and chalk it up. I'm not a buyer. It's one of those things. It's like you with Texas. You're not going to buy it till you see it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to buy Miami till I see it because what I remember about Miami is last year when they played Middle Tennessee State and Middle Tennessee State Played. ran their asses off the field. Yeah. They pulled starters against them in the second quarter. It was so fucking terrible. I mean, just well, I, oh I mean, I think they God. made it. To, I think they made it to the fourth with starters, but <laughs> but still, I mean, they got you know they got run out of their own. They were two and five at home last year. Oh, dude, it was abysmal. And if you think I'm going to take the over, you must think I'm dumb. No, yeah, not I, it's just they bring a lot of receivers back, but those guys weren't very good. Like none of them hit no. four, 400 yards last year. So they, no. they brought back five of their top six receivers, but the numbers really aren't there. But they just got run off Inexcusable. the field. Inexcusable. Like you talked about the schedule, boy, that uh, <laughs> this at North Carolina, Clemson, they'll get Virginia at NC State, at Florida State's going to just, oh, God. And then at Louisville, they get Louisville at home. Oh, not necessarily the hostile home environment that you might want, but uh, we don't know what Louisville is going to look like. We'll talk about them uh, I, next, I only bring next up, I like that you bring up the Florida State because um, if you're a listener and this is your first time listening to the show, that game last year was the easiest money me and Eric have ever made was the Miami game against Florida State. I sent Eric a text at 9 a.m. on Saturday. And I said, I said, is Florida State against Miami the easiest money I could bet all year? Yeah. 
and uh, used that closed at like 11 or something yeah it was like 11 or something like that you sent me a text back that said take out a loan and bet the yeah. house yes <laughs> it was easy 45 oh. to 3 or something like that yeah blow. yeah I, I don't they just got to get so much better on defense they gave up 40 plus five times last year <laughs> they got a couple guys in the secondary i do like but they swapped out so many guys up front um you know in the front seven that's a big question mark that just Go go win seven games, and then I'll believe you can go win seven games or eight games. Uh, but yeah, you got to show I'm, me. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I want winners. So yeah, let's let's move on. I, I want winners too. We're gonna have to take a break from from winners to talk about the next team on your list. Oh jeez. Um, I almost feel bad. I, I do. Feel bad. I feel bad too. So in the in the corresponding article I'm working on that for all of these for belly up. I specifically pointed out, I can't imagine having a worse year for a football team than Virginia had last year uh, between on field and off field with the the three players uh, being shot and killed. But strictly on field, I haven't found a whole lot that I like. Three and a half. I'm kind of thinking this might be the last place team in the conference. What do you think? I would tend to agree. I, I don't... The schedule is just, God, it's brutal, man. I mean, you got road trip to Maryland, road trip to North Carolina, Miami, Louisville, a neutral site game against Tennessee and Nashville. Yeah, neutral-ish. Yeah, neutral-ish. Yeah, (laughs) an hour from uh, Knoxville. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, I don't like it, man. I think they're going to start 0-5 probably because James Madison is no fucking slouch either. No, they're not. <laughs> I just I hate it because like you say they had a rough rough year last year and for good reason all the off the field you know tragedy that happened and all that but on the field man I just I, I can't really see anything that I really can get behind I've got them like getting worse in pretty much every category minus like maybe defensive line and uh, maybe their running back room getting a little better but I think the running back room will be better. Running back, excuse me. Uh, I think the running back room will be better in terms of just how talented are the running backs. I don't like the yeah. line that they're running behind one bit. No. It, it looks like a a glaring weakness. Yeah, I, I mean they were minus nine in turnover margin last year. It's yeah. just and the, now the defense was decent last season. They gave up twenty four a game. That's not terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's actually kind of good. Uh, it's probably like yeah. Top, I mean, it's probably top forty. Yeah. yeah, it's not that bad in today's it, world, considering you know what they, what we see on a daily basis. We just talked about North Carolina. They yeah. get thirty a game every year, um, you know? and they bring back a lot of their their front line guys, like the entire D line, a couple yeah. a couple of linebackers. But they they're swapping out a lot of guys in the secondary. I just don't see them scoring. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's going to come down to their quarterback too. We don't even—I mean, Phil, we don't even know who it's going to be. We expect it to no. be that transfer kid from uh, where? Where did he go? Monmouth. Yeah, isn't that right? It sounds right. I'd have to double check, but it, Tony Musket. Yeah, yeah, Monmouth is where he transferred from. He was like all conference down there, but <laughs> yeah, it's a little different when you got to go play Florida State or somebody. Uh, yeah, I think it is. So I just what I wrote in the article is unless they get two separate. Like, unless they get credit for two separate wins with a victory over William and Mary, I, I just don't see them going over. Um, 
So I'm, I'm on the other as well. You're an asshole. I, I just, I, I look and look and look and I just, can't, I still haven't found anything I like other than maybe their D line. <laughs> William and Mary, alma mater of Mike Tomlin, I believe. All right. So, uh, yeah, now that we got that trash taken out, let's talk about, I'm going to throw, let's go middle of the road first here. Because this team, I think they could like be better, but I don't know that their record's going to get any better. I think they sort of overachieved last year. Talk to me about Duke, the Dukies, man. Six and a half is all they're getting. And yes, it is. I, I think they could probably, I don't know, man. I would lean to the over here, but I don't, talk to me about it. What should I do? Well, at first I was like, man, they, they won nine games last year. What are we talking about? And then I looked at their yeah. schedule. So I'm going to go out of order as well. And I didn't just look at this year's schedule. I looked at this year's schedule and I compared it to last year's schedule. Oh so, my God. I'm looking at their schedule right now. Holy shit. Yes. So, <laughs> um, oh my God. You want to hazard a guess at how many bowl eligible teams they played last year? All last uh, season out of their 13 six. games? Six. Four. What in the. You kidding me? Oh my mm-hmm. God. So I think they'll get off to a decent start looking at this year's schedule. Um, but they get, yeah. so they get all those teams. They get all the, the kind of the top, more top tier teams in the conference this year. And I, they get Notre Dame as well. So I think they'll get off to an okay start. They should start three and one, but I don't know if I Did see. The schedule looks like it was made by somebody who hates Duke. Hates football. Duke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see four wins in the, in the, in the, on the, you know, the back end of it. So, no, no, uh, no. I think they can get to six. I think they can get back to a bowl game. And they are one of those teams like we've talked about with uh, South Carolina, for instance. They could be a better team. They're bringing back a lot of good players. I don't think their record will reflect that. If you look just at last year's record and then this year's record, I think this will be a not as good a record, but they could be a better team. I like the quarterback a lot. Um, they bring back their top nine receivers, uh, three running backs back, four guys on the O-line. Most of the defensive line. So you just look at who they, how many guys they're bringing back and who those guys are and how they played last year. You're thinking, man, six and a half, this should be easy money. But again, you know, you look at the schedule and it's, it's rough. So I think they'll be a decent team. I think they'll get to six. I don't think they'll get to seven. So I'm on the under for Duke. Yep. Schedule is a deciding factor for me. I hadn't looked at it until just now. I, you know, I had uh, done some research on their roster, but uh, just so I could talk intelligently about them with you. But, oh, man. I mean, I was looking at it like, well, 18 stars coming back. Shit, they're pretty good. But yeah, dude. Ooh, that schedule, no way. I'm taking the under. I'm not touching that. I feel strong about this now. Really strong. All right. Speaking of really strong, talk to me about Pat Narduzzi in the. My man. Panthers. My man, he's a he's a podcast favorite uh, yeah. on this podcast. So talk to me about Narduzzi and him getting only six and a half wins here, because I'm going to be honest and spoil it for you right out of the gate. This was the easiest over in the ACC for me. I thought so. I thought it was I thought it was too low. They've won. They've won nine plus the last three years. I don't entirely understand six and a half. Um, they brought in Phil Dracovic from Boston College, and he's going to play with his old BC offensive coordinator, uh, Frank Signetti. They bring three of their top four receivers back. They got three starters on the O-line coming back. They're replacing a lot of guys on defense, mostly the front end, um, but they do bring three starters back in the secondary. So this is another team where, well, the schedule is kind of a 
you know, hit and miss type of deal. They'll, they should start three and four and one at worst before their bye week. Yeah, that's what um, I was looking at. I was like, this, I mean, the only team on the front end of their schedule who I think can beat them this yeah, year would be North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. West Virginia is a toss up. You know, it's the backyard brawl, whatever. True. But, but they should, they should be four and one going into their bye. And then they get Louisville yeah. at home. You know, I haven't looked into them too deep yet, other than I was surprised on the surface at, at their total that we'll talk about next week. But uh, at Wake, at Notre Dame, Florida State at home. So that's kind of their, their toughest stretch. Uh, they get Syracuse at home. I don't know that Syracuse is going to be great. Uh, BC, I think, is going to be terrible. And then play at Duke. I think I, I'm pretty confident that there's seven wins here, probably more. So I'm on the over for Pitt. Yeah. Yeah, this was an easy over for me, man. No question. I think six and a half is a little bit disrespectful. Not going to lie. Yeah, a touch. But then again, I thought that they were going to kick the shit out of Georgia Tech last year, and they lost to them. So True. <laughs> you know, at, at I, home, and they were at, yeah, like at home, three, three to touchdown a, to favorites. A, yeah, to a Georgia Tech team that had not won a fucking game and had just fired their coach. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? He's got a little bit of Gundy in him, where you know, he maybe he says some things in a way that he shouldn't, and then occasionally he loses a game that he has no business losing. Well, he's got beef with lots of other coaches, <laughs> including including Lincoln Riley, Dion, several others. You know, that's why we like Narduzzi, because he's not scared to call somebody out on their bullshit. Oh, man. All right. God, I wish Timmy. Was, I, I, I honestly, I feel glad for Timmy that he's not here to have to listen to this. Mm. Uh, Virginia Tech, man. Talk to me about the Hokies. Is it going to be Hokie High or not Hokie High? I I think that now they're going to need to pull off a one upset on their schedule um, to get to six wins. And I'll just kind of you know get this out of the way up front. I think they do that. I think they get to a bowl game. They missed a bowl game last year for the second time since I think 92 or 93. They lost four one-score games, but they bring 14 guys back. So they should be better. They haven't settled on a starting quarterback yet that I've seen. Um, Grant Wells is back. I don't know that he that, – that he, I'm not sure how much I like him. I, I, I think the other guy might be uh, you know, at least worth a look. I think he, he's got uh, drones as kind of the superior athleticism. He's more of a dual-threat guy, so he might get the nod there. Um, they bring back three offensive line starters. They don't have much depth, though. Uh, they bring back three of their top four receivers, and then they added a couple of transfers from you know group of five schools, guys who put up some pretty impressive numbers at the group of five level. So you, you'd like to think that they can come in and contribute. So they were terrible on offense last year. They scored 19 a game. I think that will improve. I also think they will improve on the defense. Um, they got hit hard with injuries last year, but uh, they got a couple corners I like a lot strong and Delane both those guys missed a lot of time so if they can keep those guys on the field I think they'll be improved I think they can get to six and six this is one I probably don't feel great about but I'm a little bit of a leap of faith so give me the over mm. this conversation is going nowhere under I can't get behind it man I just I haven't seen anything out of their offense that would make me think that they're going to take a giant step forward this year. I do have some respect for the fact that they like to play defense and special teams still, but Beamer ball is a thing of the past for Virginia Tech. And 
I'm not sure how much I buy into Brent Pry. I like the guy. I think he's a good coach, but is he a good head coach? I haven't seen it yet. And the schedule, man, it's just, God, it's too many fucking just testy road games, man. If you're Virginia Tech, you don't want to take a road game to Marshall. I don't know why the fuck the ACC does this to their teams, but <laughs> it's like how many teams have to yeah. lose to a lesser team on the road? Right, doing a home and home with, with the Sun yeah. Belt. Yeah. Yeah, like how many, I mean, Liberty beat Virginia Tech a couple of years ago, like ruined their fucking season. It's like, how many times does this have to happen before you're like, just stop? I I don't understand that, but, you know, then you got at Florida State, loss. At Louisville, probably a loss. At Boston College, eh, could be. Maybe a win, toss-up. NC State at home, loss. Wake Forest, not sure they can score with them. Maybe. Wake is probably going to be down. Purdue, probably a loss. Can't score with them. Pittsburgh loss. <laughs> I can call out way too many losses on the schedule without even looking at their roster. And to me, that spells under five and a half. I'm going to say five and seven is their ceiling. Oof, our first disagreement. We made it through five teams before we got to our first bit of discord. Indeed. All right. So we got one more. Is that right? One more. Yeah. Last one, one more on this side. All right. So let's take the last bit of the trash out here and talk to me about Brent Key's second year at Georgia Tech. Should I expect any sort of marginal improvement or should I, th- I just go ahead and say under uh, four and a half? I think you should see some improvement. He went four and four as the interim guy last year. <laughs> it's um, true. You know, they. They went on the road, beat Pitt. They beat, I want to say Duke. Um, they, they went, when he took over, they went back to back road conference wins against uh, better teams. Yeah. They um, beat Pittsburgh on the road 26 21, and then they beat Duke in overtime. Yeah. Last year's goal. So, so, and then closed the year, and then closed the year beating North Carolina. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I, and I want to say that was the second or maybe even third straight year or, or straight matchup at least with North Carolina that, that they won. They they kind of have their number. They bring back most of the O-line, which was not very good last year because a lot of the – I think they had at least – I want to say they had two true freshmen or maybe just freshmen. Um, I, they had a walk-on true freshman starting at guard last year against Clemson. Oh. So they bring back a lot of the line. You should see some growth and development and improvement there. You know, Key's an O-line guy. They brought in Haynes King from Texas A&M, who has flashed competent play here and there, you know, between injuries. Yeah. So they, they brought in some receivers, I think three receivers through the portal. They get seven starters back on defense, and it's, it's a pretty even mix as far as up-front guys, back-end guys, uh, you know, three, three guys back from the secondary, three from the D-line. They do look a little thin at linebacker, uh, but, you know, if you're going to be thin somewhere – I think I would rather be thin at linebacker and have to look harder for that spot than, you know, a corner in this league or someone on the D line personally. They get Old Miss again, um, non conference, and obviously they get Georgia. So they'll be sturdy underdogs there. They should win the other two non conference games. And I, I look at the conference schedule and I see enough winnable games that I think they can get to five. Wins. No, you're not. You're not about to take the over on Georgia Tech. Yeah, they get. They get Virginia. They get Boston College. They should beat those teams. Um, oh, my God. Syracuse. I don't know that I trust Syracuse to be able to score, and they lost a lot of guys from the defense. They get Bowling Green, South Carolina State. 
I think they can get to five. They got to five last year. Why can't they get to five this year? The first time, and it's got it's got to be at least three or four years. I am taking the over on Georgia Tech. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I can't back back. join you on this one. All right. I, I got to disagree again, man. I just I can't do it. I'm sorry. I cannot buy into Georgia Tech hitting the over here. I just at Clemson, Georgia, Ole Miss, or excuse me, at Ole Miss, at Miami, at Wake. Hey, I don't know, man. I just, I can't do it. North Carolina's their homecoming. Maybe they can steal one from North Carolina again, but <laughs> if they lose all, like they're going to be favored in how many of these games you think? Say South Carolina State. Bowling Green, Virginia, yeah. Boston College, and then they get Syracuse at home. They might yeah. be slight favorites there, but you know, they're not going to, yeah, they're not going to be Georgia. They're not going to be Old Miss. They're not going to be Clemson. No. Got it. They're they're. I mean, I'm not going to say that they're not going to beat North Carolina because last time they got those guys in their stadium, they drummed them. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, they, I remember that game. That was like 45 to 20 or some shit like. Yeah, because oh a fucking beatdown. Yeah, because I had North Carolina minus like 14 and a half. I thought it was easy money, and they just got. <laughs> you did have UNC that game. Yeah, and they just got worked. <laughs> over like if you didn't know what the line was about that it was like this is the easiest money i'm gonna make all year we did because they were terrible i was watching the game and i was just like in disbelief and my wife was like (laughs) is like oh is this one of your picks i'm like yeah (laughs) you know i i I took these guys minus 14 and a half and she's like wait which team minus 14 and a half like from watching the game you would think that the wrong team was getting it was it was so one-sided i think they ended up winning by like 24 or something and it didn't <laughs> yeah, feel that close like, watching it yeah but. it was 45 to 22 was the final mm. so uh yeah i'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed not yeah. good <laughs> yeah that was one of my tougher losses of 2021 but but i'm uh i'm on the rambling wreck bandwagon let's get to five guys Oh, geez. All right. Well, uh, okay. So now that we're done with that, so recap us here real quick, and then we'll, uh, I got a question for you that I need to ask. Okay. So we've got, uh, we're both over North Carolina, eight and a half, and Pitt, six and a half. We are both under Miami, seven and a half, Virginia, three and a half, and Duke, six and a half. And our two disagreements are Virginia Tech five and a half? I'm over. You're under. And Georgia Tech four and a half. Again, I am over, and you are not a believer. You're under. <laughs> don't don't be a hater that I'm not that I'm not believing in Brent Key here. Okay, so all of so of all these seven teams that we've done, if you had to pick a team not named Clemson or Florida State to go to the ACC championship, which I don't think either one of us are going to end up doing. Spoiler alert for next week. Um, If you had to pick any one of these teams, who would you pick to go to the ACC championship versus either a Clemson or a Florida State? I'm tempted to say North Carolina, and they do have the shortest odds, but of these seven teams, um, if you're looking for a team to maybe kind of not necessarily come out of nowhere because they're not being completely disrespected, but – if Pitt can somehow split that at Notre Dame and Florida State back to back games, um, you know, it's not unreasonable. Like, let's look at their conference because that's what it, it hinges on. Uh, one, two, three, four, 
five, six, maybe seven games they'll be favored in. They'll be underdogs against Florida State and maybe North Carolina. But, you know, I think Pitt, I just don't trust North Carolina's defense enough, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at Pitt and I see they're favored in pretty much every game they're going to play except for at Notre Dame, Florida State, and Duke, maybe. Who knows what they're going to look like the last game of the season. But mm-hmm. And Louisville, maybe. We don't know, but it's at home. I would think Pittsburgh is going to be favored in assuming that they start, you know, 2 and 0. I think they'll be favored in like eight or nine games minimum. So I would probably go with North Carolina just because I have more faith in Drake May to light up mm-hmm. the scoreboard when they need to. Right. Uh, you know, if I had to pick one between them and Pittsburgh, because I just don't. I don't have a lot of faith that Phil Dracova can stay healthy. Well, that's the thing I was just going to say is if they can keep him on the field and upright, I could easily see them winning nine games this year you know, yeah. on, a, on a six and a half total. But his injury history is not insignificant. It does kind of concern me a little bit. Well, and if you look at the offensive line, like maybe he stays healthy. I mean, they only gave up 19 sacks last year. So it's yep. not like they're terrible at protecting the quarterback. So they can keep Dracovic upright. Then yeah, maybe they make some noise, but uh, I would lean North Carolina between those two. So, mm-hmm. All right, man. So let's see next week. We've got to cover Florida state, Clemson, Notre Dame, Jesus. Who else? Who did, who, who did we miss? Next week, we've got Boston College, Syracuse, NC State, Wake, Clemson, Florida State, Louisville, and Notre Dame. Mm, I like it. That is a much more compelling podcast that I will be much more excited to do. And hopefully, I won't be still under the weather for that. Hopefully. Yeah, there, there's some bigger numbers next week. Um, but again, it, you know, you can only split it up so many different ways. And we kind of took the easy way out and just, okay. Atlantic, Coastal, awesome. Let's do that. Um, yeah, even though there's no divisions now, apparently. Right. Do you like that or hate that? I prefer it just because I th- I think you're increasing your chances of getting the two best teams in the conference playing for the conference championship. Yeah. Um, yeah I kind of, I don't know. It's sort of like I mean, Clemson. Nostalgic. You look at all the times Clemson won the ACC champion, which is, I think, seven out of the last eight years. They've played yeah. some bad teams in that title game. Oh yeah. They yeah. they played Pitt one year. I think Pitt was like seven and six. They finished or, yeah. well, or seven. Well to be fair, all those six. years it's not like Florida State was any fucking good. So. Right. True, but it was pretty much Clemson and nobody else in the ACC that was any worth of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so didn't matter if there were divisions or not. But I don't know. I I'm just I'm nostalgic. I kind of like the old East and West or Coastal and Atlantic or Big Ten, you know, yeah, East North and West South. And yeah. North. Yeah. And it's all just it's all going away, man. I just I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe it will be better, away. you know, but like I feel like the SEC is an example of why it should remain the way it is. But now the SEC is doing the same thing. It's like, well, well okay. I mean, if you, yeah, if you keep divisions and it's this division, that division, there's an argument that those conference games now do mean more. Yeah. Um, but it just means more. Well, God, I knew that was coming. Um, <laughs> I sound like an Oklahoma fan right now. Um, no. So good. If you can avoid, 
you know, having your your best team play your third or maybe fourth best team for the conference championship. I think you should do that if you are able. So, Ooh. well, we'll see what happens, man. But uh, yeah, in the meantime, you guys can find us on the interwebs at South End Zone Pod. That is uh, all the major, you know, things that kids look at these days. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all that fun shit. You guys can find us there. You can follow me at Jason Bailey 47 on Twitter. You can follow Eric at Eric Molehair. And we'll be back with you next week discussing the rest of the trash ACC, but actually the the, the few good teams in it. So Mm -hmm. stay tuned for that. So until then, catch you later on. Thank you very much. Have a great day.